That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. Hey, I just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. I called on dear old Santa Claus just to see what I could see. And you know, he took me to his workshop and he told his plans to me. So you better watch out and you better not cry and you better not pout and I'm a-telling you why. Santa Claus is a coming to town. Oh, that's the song that brings back memories yeah, for all of us. Big time. That so Santa Claus, we got Santa Claus with us here. Ho, ho, ho. There you go. It's Santa. been a great night at Speakeasy. And uh, this is part two of our Christmas uh, get together. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Santa Claus. Of course, what you heard was Burr Lives from the television show back in the early 60s called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, you know, that that came out about the same time as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And to me, those are Christmas shows that last forever. Doesn't his, doesn't his voice just make you relax? Oh, it does. I mean, just sit back in a chair. I mean, that's growing up. That was Christmas. Yeah. Remember everybody pawing on the floor? Checking it out. Walking. Well, I mean, going through stores, shopping, yeah, yeah. you heard music. So, a little bit of the history of Santa Claus. So, most people think Santa Claus has been around forever and ever. For us, he has been, but that's not really the case. Yeah, and it's, well, and it started, it, it's been different things. So, um, going back through uh, through history, uh, Santa's story dates back, dates back to 280 A.D., in uh, what today we would call Turkey. Uh, St. Nicholas was a monk who traveled the countryside to assist the poor and the sick. Uh, One story claims he used his wealth to provide a dowry for three impoverished sisters, saving them from being sold by their father. So, I mean, that was the first first signs of Santa Claus in uh, in history. Um, Or St. Nicholas. Or St. Nicholas, yeah, coming through. Um, You know, and, and if researching this, there's so much information out there. You go through it, I mean, his... His first name came from the Netherlands. Uh, when people from the Netherlands migrated to the New World, they uh, brought le- legends of the Sinterklaas, which is Dutch for St. Nicholas. So it's it's interesting, you know, through time how things have changed and, and when things happened. Um, you know, and, and Christmas wasn't always about Santa Claus bringing gifts. You know, Christmas uh, was a festive holiday, you know, that we love today, but... Uh, in early New England, it was uh, shunned. Um, St. Nicholas, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, St. <laughs> Nicholas, it was lacked lacked a cheerful figure for who brought gifts and was celebrated outdoors with alcohol. 
Um, so Whoa, wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Let's I'll go back to, to that. that. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> so it, 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 over time, I mean, it, it, there's so many things that have happened to it. I mean, and through dates, um, you know, looking back here, he didn't always have a round belly. Uh, in 1809, an author, author Washington Irving, helped shape Santa's image in his book, Knickerbocker's History of New York. Uh, he then describes St. Nicholas as a pipe-smoking, slim figure flying over rooftops in a wagon, delivering presents to good children and switches to the bad. And we've all had our share of switches. In the Lumps of coal. Switches. <laughs> Lumps of coal. <laughs> so Santa... Santa's changed through the years. Santa has changed through the years, and, and Santa with us today, his shape changes uh, just depending on how he feels, doesn't it? Yeah, and you talk about the switches for the bad kids. In the Netherlands, for instance, Santa had a sidekick named Grumpus who threatened to kidnap naughty kids. So think, <laughs> How about that? So going back to that, a couple years ago, there was a Christmas movie, Grumpus, which was a horror type movie sci-fi horror that. grumpus yeah, grumpus yeah, that's where it came from yeah yeah so now we know well, we think Ruben, ruben's over there mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting um, i mean i know there's a lot of history and different beliefs of santa claus but i i realize he he fared a bad fellow with him that's sort of yeah grumpus look it up grumpus go to netflix stop in grumpus i will yeah so santa claus we noticed when you came in tonight your suit wasn't red so <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about why yours isn't red? Well, <clears throat> I think they changed it to red because of Coca-Cola. That's what Coca-Cola wanted to do. They wanted to commercialize it. So people out there may be saying, say what? That's right. My suit that I have is burgundy. Burgundy. With the old trim. So what Santa Claus is telling us is true, Eric, You know, because Santa never lies, but back in 1931... Uh, Coca-Cola teamed up with uh, Haddon Sundbloom to create the illustration of a warm, friendly, and pleasantly plump figure with a white beard and a red coat. So from 1931 to 1964, that illustration was used in ads uh, where Santa would deliver gifts and stop to make a moment and enjoy a Coca-Cola. So from there, that is kind of what we have become to know as what santa claus is supposed to look like but back through history santa claus has been dressed in numerous different colors so it just goes to show some things are are a certain way so what year was that that was in 1931 yeah so come around to the 60s when these these shows came out on tv they were claymation type shows right right? rudolph the red-nosed reindeer santa claus is coming to town uh, you know, Frosty the Snowman, which was an animation, Santa became big, fat, and jolly. He wasn't big and fat to start with on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. In fact, Mrs. Claus goes, eat! Right. Eat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Santa had gotten skinny in he that did. show, and I remember that. Eat, yeah. Santa, eat! Well, we're going to make everybody feel old. How old is Santa's favorite reindeer? And his favorite reindeer, of course, is... Rudolph. Rudolph, that's right. We asked Santa, he gives us the answer. So I'm thinking he's about 80 years old. Wow. Well, you should know Santa though, because he's yours. So, but yes, you're right. Rudolph is 80 years old. Made popular by the Gene Autry. Is that right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh yeah, by Gene Autry. Autry. And it was way before the movie. 
Yeah, that's true. I got you there. Yeah. How about 19... No, the movie was 64. 64 is the movie. Gene Autry, the king of the cow, singing cowboys. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up, but it was 50s when he did that, probably. I believe that is still a number one selling single. Moved off the red nosed reindeer. Actually, Alan, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you wrong. Oh, is it earlier than that? 30s. It's earlier than that. Thirties. Nineteen in nineteen thirty nine, Robert L. May, uh, from a, a copywriter at Montgomery Ward, wrote a story poem to drive traffic to the store during the Christmas holidays. Uh, he used a similar rhyme pattern to "Twas the Night Before Christmas" to tell the Rudolph story. Um, so it sold two million copies. And in 1949, it was made into the popular song sung around Christmas to this day. So it started in 39, and 1949 was the song. But I don't know when your recording was. But that, well, the recording was Gene Autry. Okay. So in 1939, it started in 1949 is when it um, became very popular. So speaking of the reindeer, it's believed that uh, the weight of the sleigh to carry all those toys around the world would weigh 400,000 tons. Tons. <laughs> so, so now you think about those reindeer and how magical they are that they can they can haul that 400,000 tons and they calculate that if they were regular reindeer it would take 360,000. So what year did you say the song was released? <laughs> uh, 1949. Yes it was by Gene Autry. By St. Nicholas Music Publishing Company. How about that? <laughs> there you go. So, Jeff, what was that again? How many reindeer would it take? Regular reindeer would take 360,000 reindeer. reindeer. So, first of all, regular reindeer don't fly. That's right. They can have right, magic right. corn. Magic corn. That's so how I gotta, magic. That's oh, oh, that's speaking magic. of reindeer, i got to tell you a story. So, I travel uh, the Norwood Lateral when I go to my main office, which I haven't been going to too often because I've been going to the job site. Well, I started this week because I had meetings this week there. I'm on the Norwood Lateral, and I look up, great big billboard. Yep. Reindeer encounter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're oh, advertising yeah. White, that. Yeah. White, White so tail acres. White tail acres White reindeer acres right here locally for us. And, yeah, I mean, they have, they've got reindeer in Indianapolis, and they've got reindeer in other places uh, regionally. So it's pretty cool how that developed. Yeah, with them. we had them on the show. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, right, just had so. them on the show recently. That's great. So tell us some more about Santa Claus. First of all, Santa, can you give us one of your ho ho ho's? Merry Christmas! Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! Oh, you know what I think you need? Eat, Santa! Eat! <laughs> Come on, Santa! Hey, he's got a few more days. Yeah, he does. He he's has. Done. It's this the week away. I got plenty of cookies to eat on. There right. you go. Well, while we're talking to Santa and we're going over this name, so what is your favorite name? Or did we ask you that? What's your favorite name being called? Mine would have to be Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. Yep. Fantastic. That's but, good. you know, they've also called me Chris Kind over, oh. in, over in Sweden and Germany. And in France, they call me Pierre Noel. There are times in your life when you just need to relax. The best place to do it in Brookville, Indiana, is Tranquility Massage by Shelley. Located at 440 Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Let her take all your troubles away. Shelly is a licensed massage therapist. Check out her specials leading up into Christmas gift certificates. Buy two, get one free. That's right. Tranquility Massage by Shelly at 440 Main Street. Or you can call her at 765-309-1478. Tranquility Massage by Shelly. 
Top Sale Hemp provides affordable CBD and hemp products that help alleviate pain and ailments due to arthritis and inflammation. According to a poll conducted by the Arthritis Foundation, 71% of all patients reported CBD improved their ability to sleep, while 67% reported improvements in their physical function. Top Sale Hemp has something for everybody, from CBD pain cream to oils and more. Find your peace and relaxation using Top Sale Hemp's proven lab-tested CBD products. They can be found at TopSaleHemp.com. Use discount code 15 24 to get your 10% discount today. Top Sale Hemp. Go check them out. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. They've got some upcoming tastings, and let me tell you what they've got there now. These are barrel picks, one-off barrels selected by Batesville Liquor Co. They've got Remus. They've got New Roof. They've got Makers, Mark Private Selects, and they've got Jefferson Lee Sinclair, the Maddie Gladden, William Dalton, Bullet, and coming soon, Yellowstone. In fact, the Yellowstone release will be on December 4th at 5.30 p.m., and the Cross the Line 1524 crew will be there with you. We got to help pick it out. They've got other barrel picks coming up soon, including Jefferson's Ocean, Knob Creek, Off Hours, Ezra Brooks, and 1792. All those will be announced once they're available. Did you know at Batesville Liquor Co., you can get a case discount 10% off, and you can mix and match your spirits and wine as long as it's 750 milliliter or larger. If there's a wine or spirit that you can't find while shopping there, ask them. They can special order just for you. Batesville Liquor Co.'s located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or stop in at Tebby Liquor at 664 Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. You can check them out on the web or Facebook or give them a call. Batesville Liquor Co. at 812-934-3017 or Tebby Liquor, 765-647-6682. Stop into either location for some of the best liquor, beer, and wine selections in southeastern Indiana. Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquors. Ooh, wow. Very good. I got a little French in there. You do. Got a little French. And while we're on the French, um, do you know who sends the most letters to Santa every year? I'm going to guess based on how you ask that question. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, you know, unlike Alan's questions, I gave you the answer leaders. in the question. I was like, ha. Ah. So, yes, the French give send the most letters to Santa every year, which was something very interesting. So do you know the letters uh, in the United States, all the letters addressed to Santa go to? Santa's Santa, favorite town. Santa Claus, Indiana. That's right. That's, right. That's my favorite place. There they celebrate it year-round. That's I haven't right. been there for a while. Well, you know, you mentioned that in France in 2013, France spent the most, sent the most uh, letters of 1.7 million letters in France. Canada sent 1.3 million, and United States sent a million letters to Santa. That's a lot of reading, Santa. It's a lot of reading. That's a lot of writing. I, I stay up late at night. <laughs> Well, and, and on, on a little bit on Santa Claus, Indiana, too, there's a group of volunteers there, Santa's assistants, that the letters that come in there, they respond and send letters back to the kids. So, um, yeah, help Santa out. Santa's right. helpers. I mean, Santa needs a lot of help. I mean, he's got a lot to do. He's got things on his mind. He's got to eat. He's eat, Santa, eat. eat. 
But, uh, you know, that is a pretty cool thing, though. If you send a letter to Santa Claus, Indiana, you'll get a response it back. Is, so that it is. is that is pretty neat that there's a lot of helpers there that, um, you know, try to help keep things going. Oh, so, so Santa, you know, everybody thinks that Mrs. Claus has been around for a while. So how long did it take you to finally decide to settle down and, and get your little missus to help with, um, you know, with all your uh, deeds and duties you have to do? Well, there's so much for me to do, and I needed a helper and somebody to take care of me. You know, Mrs. Claus has a lot to do. You're high she's, maintenance, aren't you? Yes, I am. So do you help? She's, you got help? It, she's got to feed me. Do you help decorate the Christmas tree? <laughs> no, I, Mrs. Claus does a wonderful job. Good answer. Yeah, good you. answer. She does a good job. But, you know, she's the one that keeps me on schedule. She's there you the go. One we saw that. So, um, so if you watched the '60s, Santa Claus is coming to town. You'll see where Chris Kringle met the future, right, Mrs. Claus, right, and then she kind of kept him in line. And, uh, and and a couple years later, you got to watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, where Mrs. Claus really kept him in so, line. So the trivia: Who was the? Who, there's trivia. Who was the guy that took away the toys? The. Um, um, Oh, uh, Burger Meister Meister Burger. Yeah, Burger Meister Meister Burger. <laughs> that was in the 60s. He was portrayed as a German. German, that's right. Yeah. Not long after World War II was over with, so right. it's kind of... So does any does anybody know why Santa's main home, the North Pole, was chosen there to be his main home? Just to keep his reindeer alive. Because that's where they're from, the North Pole. Well, because of the cold. Uh, I would venture to say there's no reindeer in the North Pole. Well, Santa's reindeer. Santa's reindeer. Oh, okay. Because reindeer are prone to living in colder climates. Gotcha, gotcha. Today, they have evolved to live to evolve to, to survive freezing temperatures as low as minus 88 degrees Fahrenheit. Really? Wow. So that it only made sense that Santa would put his main location where the chilly weather would best suit his helpers. You know, how many thousand reindeer did you say we had to have? 330,000, I think it so was. So that takes a lot of area where, you know, the, the reindeer got plenty of room to roam. So, you know, he's got to switch out throughout the night to keep fresh fresh reindeer to keep that sleigh moving. So perfect places being in the North Pole. You know, if it's 80 below zero, I bet they don't have a lot of hunters up there. That's true. That's See? Right. And that's part of it, too. So they're safe and protected. That's right. It's a safe place to be. I right? mean, you ain't got too many people who are going to try to creep on and get any photos. You ain't got too many paparazzi up there trying to get photos. They're mm-hmm. going to leave you alone. 88 degrees below zero. That's cold. So when we all, as we were grilled a little earlier by uh, one of the wives about shopping, uh department store santas how long do you think there's been that part of santa claus around does anybody have an idea the shopping and the present part well just the department store santa where uh, santa's at the department store to kind of get people to come in how long do you think that's been going on i guess somewhere around the depression area 30s and 40s i would say 40s you're in the right decade Wrong. Uh, <laughs> was it 30s or the 40s? No, it's, no. you're in the right decade, oh, but okay. the wrong 
century. Okay. Really? 17th century? It was 1800s. 1800s. So 1841 was the first time a shop in Philadelphia attracted thousands of children by offering the opportunity to see a life-size Santa model. Uh, Other stores heard the news and followed the shop's lead. Soon children were told they could see a live Santa. Uh, a fun fact, since 1924, the Macy's Santa has appeared at almost every Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, where thousands of children and adults line up to see the Merry Man ring in the holiday season each year. So for over, well, we're going on almost 200 years, you know, 1940, it could be long, it's going to be 2040. It makes yeah. us all feel really old. Yeah. Not as old as Santa, but... But he's looking pretty good, pretty good for, you yeah. know. We're so, looking- actually, I was kind of curious, Santa, what you do to prevent windburn because according to the information I have and the miles you travel, your sleigh has to travel 1,800 miles per second. That sounds like it's some um, serious wind going on there. Yes, there is, but I got that magic stardust. Do you? <laughs> yes, it's got I do. red gold in it. You got a little fireball in it. Fireball helps me. And you know, we talk about how much weight Santa has. He's a big old boy, right? It says that in the uh, he has millions of kids around the globe that leave habit, uh, leave uh, give him bad habits. If every household leaves an average of thirty three thousand tons of sugar uh, for Santa, that means a single evening he consumes three hundred seventy four billion calories, thirty three tons of sugar. And 151,000 tons of fat. Yeah, but look at all the chimneys he's climbing up and down that same night. And that's how he, that's why burns he keeps it off. He burns it off, right? He's got to keep the energy going. Well, you got and like Alan said, you've got a lot of a lot of work. I mean, it's like when you go to the gym to work out. You're supposed to you're supposed to you you bulk up and eat up before you go, so you've got all those calories to burn. He's going to go all night long, so it's just got to be a constant burn to keep that's going. Right. I mean, there's only so much red gold you can use to keep you going. <laughs> oh. And you also know that, you know, NORAD tracks the Santa every year, and you can actually go to their site and track Santa throughout the entire Christmas Eve evening. Throughout the yeah, night. it's pretty cool. And NORAD is pretty yeah. cool. What is that site? Uh, it's not loaded on here, but I know it's it's like track Santa at NORAD.com. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can actually watch. In fact, we, we have a pre-flight plan. So uh, Christmas Eve, we have our Creekside Church service, and he's stopping there. Yes, yes. It's pretty wild. And uh, one of the other uh, uh, traditions that I guess that we all have grown up with is leaving something, as Rue was saying, leaving something out for Santa. Cookies Um, and milk. Right. But it started out as people were leaving things in – uh, during the Great Depression, it was an effort to teach the children the importance of showing gratitude um, doing, during the economic hardships. So when parents encouraged their children to leave out milk and cookies for Santa and a carrot or two for the reindeer to help them understand that you know, things were tough, so it, it's good to share um, you know, and kind of help build compassion for the kids that it's not just about getting, it's about giving too, which is you know, some pretty cool stuff. God bless those parents for starting that tradition. Thank you. Because <laughs> Santa needs to eat. Eat, eat Santa. Eat. <laughs> oh, so and, and, and in different parts of the world, because Santa has such a broad appetite, 
uh, in Australia and the United Kingdom, kids leave out sherry and mince pies. Oh, that well, sounds pretty. That sounds sound like a good deal there. <laughs> Can we tag along when you hit hit that part of the world? We might help you out a little bit. Uh, the Swedish kids leave rice porridge. I don't, that don't sound too good. You leave a lot. You probably leave the rice porridge. There's a lot of carbs there. So <laughs> well, he burns a lot. That's true. Uh, and in Santa in Ireland, uh, I think this is probably Santa's probably favorite stop because in Ireland they have a pint of Guinness. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be warm there now. I, well, but see, at eighty, when he's out with the eighty below and the wind chill, yeah. having a warm Guinness cool probably well, it probably makes you feel good. Get a little oh, warm, yeah. little warm beer inside you. Yeah. I love hot chocolate, cocoa. Oh, yeah, hot chocolate and cocoa. I used to growing up, we baked chocolate chip cookies and we left chocolate chip cookies and milk out there. And Santa would always leave a couple crumbs, so you you know he didn't eat the whole did thing. You leave carrots for my reindeer. Uh, you know, I did not do that. I think the neighbor probably did that. Oh. Good. I mean, I was taking care of the main man. And Alan, I know you just got out of your uh, bourbon master schooling. Uh, bourbon Stewart, yes. Bourbon Stewart. So, <laughs> so read that to us, Santa. Read us, Santa's. Dear Santa, I've been very good, but just in case, can I bribe you with a cookie? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Oh, but Alan, since he's graduated his bourbon steward class, did you know there's a Santa University you can go to? Wow, just like this moonshine university. Is that in Santa Claus, Indiana? No, it's not. It's in Colorado, which I'm not sure how it ended up in Colorado. Because you can get a Rocky Mountain High there. (laughs) (laughs) Better talk to Gage. Get that special... uh, (laughs) Stamp oil there going on. Yeah, this is... Yeah, we're going the wrong way. Uh, But anyway... Uh, since it is such a tough job, you can take it to go to Colorado where there's Santa University. It's located in Westminster, Colorado. It's a four-day training program. So it, it's it's tough. It's rigorous. you got four days. got a thousand. And, he, and I think part of the rules are you have to be naturally bearded. People show up to learn the ins and outs of how to be the best Santa possible. I can imagine. Eat, Santa, eat! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Well, and now since we're entering, uh, well, back, I guess we'll go back in time again. Um, Before there was post offices, uh, children had to figure out a way to get letters to Santa and get their notes to Santa. So it was children were taught to burn their letters and hope that the ashes would rise up to Santa and he would be able to get his letters that way. So Santa, did is, Did that help? Did that work, I guess, back in those days? It somewhat did. A little bit harder to probably... Just depend upon how windy it was. How, been how windy, yeah? Yeah. Well, now that we're in the, in the 2000s, you can email Santa. Yes, you can. So you can go to emailsanta.com. is just one of the sites uh, where you can get a direct pipeline to the gift giver. Um, so if you're running late, you haven't got that letter set, the post office says it's probably too late now to put a stamp on it and get in there. So you have that opportunity now. You can go send an email to Santa. So it's never too late to get your information to Santa. So Santa, um, there's a poem attributed to you called Twas the Night Before Christmas. 
You like that poem? The house. And all through the house. Not a creature you know, is stirring and not even a mouse. That to this day, they n- do not know who that poem is attributed to. Huh. It was first published in the paper in 1923 and was delivered anonymously. No kidding. Huh. Oh. I didn't know that. Here we go. I'm busy, Mama. It's almost <laughs> Christmas. Who ever heard of a skinny Santa? Yeah. Eat. <laughs> I do believe that may be Alan's favorite. That is Christmas my favorite show. Christmas show. Yeah, how, it is. how could we tell? Yeah, Santa. I mean, I grew up. I mean, I got it. I got DVDs of it. I just, you know, I mean, it's growing up. That was the show. You know what's great about that? Rankin Bass did those things back in the sixties. Yeah, it is to this day. There is not one show made with that kind of quality. And and it was stop so, so it was claymation stop motion. Yeah, I mean every sinking. It's yeah. just amazing. What it's they amazing did to what do they that. did. Yeah. I mean even back then cartoons it was right. frame by, by frame. frame. Yeah, and you remember it's been two years ago I think the uproar and the outrage when they sold the rights to those shows and they were going to go um, to a streaming service and be taken off of mainstream TV. The outrage and uproar of people were just, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen the country and the world unite so much to get something brought back, and they're back on regular TV. I don't know who lost money in the deal, but somebody did because they're still on because they were just playing, I don't know, it's been a couple days ago, I Mm -hmm. saw um, a couple of them playing, so... um, it's been pretty that, that that part of it was pretty cool that everybody stood together to keep those uh, on TV. So, Santa, I got a question for you. You travel the world, you do all kinds of things. You make a lot of visits. What's your favorite type of visit that you make? My favorite type of visit that you make. Is it the old, elderly, the young, the middle aged? What's your favorite type of visiting that you do? The ones that I like to do would be at the hospitals. The hospitals. The kids that are not doing too well, who've never seen Santa, because those kids are more appreciative to get the attention. Yes. That'd definitely be the hospitals. The hospital, great. It's awesome. You know, we had the lady, uh, White Tail Acres, was talking about delivering her reindeer, and she made a comment on there, and I still think today, thinking about that, and how much joy the retirement folks get from the reindeer they uh, they do they had people with alzheimer's that remember the reindeer's names a year later yep. and it's just something you you think about that where where it hits the most you know i went with alice one time up to valparaiso <clears throat> to a nursing home up there and i remember the 72 year old lady and the only thing she wanted for christmas is for her left side to work on her face she had a had stroke. a stroke. Stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and after I said, Well, I wish you the best of luck. Mm-hmm. I'll keep praying for you. And her daughter came up to me later before she left and thanked me because that's the first time she had ever talked to Santa. No kidding. Really? Yes. Wow. That's wow. awesome. It is. You know what? I don't know what else you got to talk about Santa Claus about, but that that's to it. me that's right. it right there. That's there you go. Yeah, Santa, you have a wonderful effect on people around the world. Want to thank you for coming and visiting us tonight. 
and for all that you do around the world. Thank you, and I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas gift? Maybe a side-by-side, or a little ATV or a dirt bike for your kids? Well, come out to Hoosier Power Sports. We're located next to East Central High School in St. Leon, Indiana. Hoosier Power Sports is the Tri-State's largest Heisen Sales and Service Center. We are also the Tri-State's largest Tau ATV and Dirt Bike Sales and Service Center. We have plenty of units in stock for Christmas and more on the way all the time. We are offering free layaway now until Christmas with a $200 deposit. Mention this ad and receive $25 off any Tau and $100 off any new high sun. Hurry while selection is still good. Come visit us at Hoosier Power Sports in St. Leon, Indiana, located at 7892 Schumann Road, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. Pure as can be, all natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. Remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. You know, there's nothing like having a little beef jerky to get you through the day. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky made right here in the USA. 100% USA beef, gluten-free, MSG-free, no added nitrates or nitrites. Do you know how beef jerky's made? Well, it's simple. It's from a cow staring too long at Chuck Norris. Just kidding. Stanger Sugar Shack Beef Jerky, no MSG either. We've got a ton of flavors. Come check us out at StangerSugarShack.com or on Facebook at Stanger Sugar Shack. Your place for beef jerky. Be sure to use coupon code 1524 to receive a special 15% discount for our listeners out there. Stanger Sugar Shack is in no way affiliated with Chuck Norris, nor is he affiliated with the cow that stared at him way too long. We were so, so fortunate to get Santa Claus to stop by the Rusted Nail Speakeasy for this episode of Across the Line 1524. We'd like to thank him. You know, a little insight into the history of Santa Claus. That's some history that's kind of lost, and you got to look up and find out all about it. Today is the day after Christmas, the 26th, and we just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And uh, obviously, the New Year's is coming up. We'll be primed and ready for that so for Dwayne Bischoff Jeff Montag Ruben Hunt I'm Alan Stanger and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 
out the door. <laughs> <laughs>